Welcome back to the United Pubcast, the podcast of the official Man United Supporters Club here in Sydney, Australia. Apologies for a little bit of a lateness, but um, I guess you can assume who that was. But um, good friend of mine, Larry, is on on Larry time, I guess. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, I've had two teams win in the last, what, 12 hours? I'm absolutely buzzing with that. I can actually go to bed happy and have a good start to the week. How's that? Well, this should be a good start to the week, Larry, because I think at the end of last week we were sort of all prepared for Man United to sort of ruin our weekend, but they did give us the ideal Saturday night. Well, not just Man United, but a certain individual who I'm sure will dominate the discussion. But we will say good day to some of the guys in the live chat who have been waiting very patiently and see if they sort of do mention um, our punctuality. But I just you mentioned there the two teams. There are a few NRL fans in here as well. And George saying, good evening, guys. United and the Bulldogs winning on the same weekend. First time I haven't been disappointed by either in ages. Josh could made his vows always. Good evening, lads. Wasn't pretty at times. Which we'll get into the performance and individuals and the team performance and who actually deserved to win. So I think United deserved to win, but that has caused a little bit of outrage on Twitter. If you say Manchester United were the better team, Dion saying Larry is going to be devastated. I think we'll have a discussion about if Ronaldo has found his legs again or if they're still lost. Um, Rob here saying, evening, lads. What a day. United win. Ronaldo hat trick and dogs get up. Obviously, another Bulldogs Hold fan. On. Why am I going to be devastated? Didn't Ronaldo, he was passed it two weeks ago. Did I say that? Yeah. I still, well, he's, past his, he's past his best. No. I, I we'll, never we'll get to throw him out and put him in the boot. There'll be plenty of Ronaldo discussion for later. But um, at least Ronaldo turned up for the party. Hope, Adam, um, you've had an okay day with Ronaldo's hat-trick. But in the early start, at Scruffy Murphy's. Um, hope it was a good one. Obviously got that win off, her, um, off your shoulder there at um, Scruffy Murphy's. You and Mark, obviously... Fair effort. Yeah, I really enjoyed the England flag in the middle of Sydney. Well done, mate. <laughs> uh, Sam here. Ronaldo saw Tom Brady. Yeah, there's some interesting photos there in the building and hard not to put on a show. Dion here. Twitter is a funny place. Last week, the worst United side ever. This week, we're going to finish top four and smash Atletico Madrid. That is Twitter for you. And um, just a few more good moves. There. Obviously, Elliot here. Give it to the Ronaldo haters. We do have, a, obviously, a set-aside Ronaldo segment. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely be getting into it. And just one or two more before we crack into it. Obviously, always, Mike, appreciate you always being here. Matt, as well. And there are a few more in the chat, but um, we do appreciate everyone joining us. But on that, Larry, before we get to individuals and start 11, just on that, one of the things at the start was um, the performance. The performance left a little bit to be desired. We'll get into all the sort of intricacies of it. Did United deserve to win? Because a lot of people saying, oh, Tottenham was a better team. Maybe a draw was a fair result. I felt kind of comfortable throughout. While there was mistakes at, at sort of one end of the pitch, I always felt confident United were going to go on and win a match. I hate this notion. The team that scores the most goals deserves to win the football game. It's as simple as that. And I thought over the balance of play anyway, United looked better. Um, I thought there were times, yes, can we do things better? Can we be more solid in midfield? Can we be less open defensively? Of course we can, but... In the balance of play, United had more shots and more shots on target. So I think the right side won the game. Yeah, definitely. My mum here, which we'll get into Ronaldo. Glad to see they Ronaldo finally score. Can we also talk about Tottenham's goals? One poor penalty, which is an anomaly of a handball, and then one's just Harry Maguire doing Harry Maguire things. Well, my thing on Tottenham, and maybe we'll just gloss over Tottenham at the moment now because... Tottenham's discussion is part of Manchester United at the moment in regards to the manager situation and what could have been or what should have been, depending on how you look at it, with Antonio Conte. He's obviously always good for a couple of sort of press conference quotes. And he came out along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing, along the lines of saying, well, if United didn't have Ronaldo, it would have been a long afternoon for them. 
I'm just saying, oh, hang on. Well, if it wasn't for a penalty or a Harry Maguire own goal, it would have been an even longer night for you. Or if against Manchester City, if you didn't have Harry Kane away at the Etihad, it would have been a long night for you there. Like, you can't take away Ronaldo's goals. Ronaldo is a Man United player. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Poor choice of words from a poor manager. Simple as that. I'm sure Rob will have a reply to that. But we'll get into sort of the start in 11s and... About 24 hours ago, just before we went to bed, before we sort of set the alarm here in Sydney to get up for the kickoff, news was breaking that David Hay was COVID and Dean Henderson was going to start and Bruno Fernandes had COVID. Then about 30 minutes later, said no, David De Gea had a false positive test and he was going back to the hotel, but there was no sign of Bruno Fernandes. Ultimately, De Gea was um, fit and ready to go and Dean Henderson was on the, I think Dean Henderson was on the bench, but De Gea did obviously get his start. But Bruno Fernandes was, um, I haven't been, I haven't seen any quotes if it's confirmed with COVID or he was just sick. I'm just going to guess it's COVID, which we'll get into the Atletico preview a little bit later. Um, that throws a big spanner in those works. But um, it was a bit chaotic a couple of hours before kickoff. It was, but it'd be typical Manchester United fashion, wouldn't it? We can't seem to get anything right, uh, except the, I suppose, everything that's not to do with football. Um, look, nonetheless, Tom, and I think, sorry on Bruno, apparently he doesn't even have COVID either. He's just ill. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any confirmation, so like, it'll, it'll be interesting um, what does happen in the next couple of days. And if he, well, I'm sure he'll come back in if he is fit for the Atletico Madrid game. But the midfield selection, I have no idea what um, Ralph Rangit will be thinking there. But just in regards to starting 11, just a few points before we get into the game. Diego Delo came back in over Aaron Wambasaka. I thought that was a sort of welcomed addition. Mm-hmm. Harry, Harry Maguire, which we'll get into in a little bit, he obviously... Um, got his start in spot where a lot of us sort of predicted and sort of hoped that he wouldn't get his start. Another one, Marcus Rashford got the start as well on the right wing. So just your thoughts on in general on the start in 11? I think, I think uh, sorry, Rashford starts because of the Bruno omission. So I think it was just simply down to numbers there. Uh, and as much as, look, I think Alenga has been a breath of fresh air, but there's a ceiling to him. And I think anyone with a set of eyes and a brain, I can see that. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think too much of it, to be honest with you. I, I think it was just due to the the nature of the way things sort of fell. Uh, but I don't expect Rashford to really start uh, midweek against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, we'll be interested. We'll obviously have our preview for Atletico Madrid um, probably this time tomorrow because obviously a Wednesday morning game here in Sydney. And now, Larry, this is nothing but a positivity podcast. And I want to get into Ronaldo in a little bit, but we'll have to touch on the so the elephant in the room at the moment in regards to Harry Maguire and sort of what could have been if Ronaldo didn't save um, United and save Harry Maguire's backside. But we'll just bring it up here in regards to it's an interesting topic, Harry's comedy show here, because this is why I didn't want to pick him. And it's not a, no, he doesn't deserve to be captain or he shouldn't be playing. It's just. You can see things happening in football and you could see if you're going to pick Harry Maguire in this game, you could see a situation where he's going to make an error. That's what's happening lately. The ball's bouncing off him and literally here it's bounced off him and gone in the goal. And we've seen other items just as Larry's gone missing. Hopefully he comes back. Here he is. You can see something happening, an error like that, going through his legs or bouncing off him and giving away a penalty. We're sitting here and we're saying, don't play Marcus Rashford because you know you're not going to get a performance. We sit here and say, play Ronaldo because you know he's going to deliver. You can see these things happening. And that is why I don't think Harry Maguire should have played. And ultimately, it almost came back to bite us. Obviously, we were saved. In saying that, the performance, I don't think, was horrible. But ultimately, games are decided in moments. And there was a big moment, which ultimately could have very well cost us. Now, we'll get into your thoughts on it. I think the overreaction to the own goal is a little bit over the top. What could he do? We could argue about positioning and if he could have been in a better position. But if if Diego Delos out of position, 
well, that forces Varane somewhere, that forces Harry, everyone's going to be out of position if one is. So, look, ultimately, Harry, Harry Maguire's at fault at the, for the goal. It's obviously known goal, but um, I think the reaction was a bit over the top. Now, I don't think he should play against Atletico Madrid. I don't think he should have started this game. But just your thoughts on sort of the, the outfall from the Maguire performance. I think the issue with Harry Maguire is this isn't a, a mistake in isolation. If it was, I think we'd all forgive it and there wouldn't be an issue. The problem is he's been poor all season. He's wearing the armband. And I personally don't actually have an issue with the own goal. It's what you've already touched on. I actually thought his positioning was poor. Now, absolutely take your point, Delo perhaps being pulled out, Varane perhaps being pulled out. But you're taught as a central defender to always cover your front post. And Harry Maguire's failed to do that. When the line moved, he's almost just a second behind. And we've seen this time and time again. All the goals that come in from crosses, it's always Harry Maguire failing to be at his front post. He just doesn't have basic fundamental intelligence of a defender. And then when you put into all of that his form over the season, I can understand why there's frustration. Yes, perhaps you're right. There's an overreaction to the own goal in isolation. But you look at his season, Tom, it's, oh, yeah, it's no. unbelievable why everyone's frustrated with him. Yeah, no, I share those frustrations. No issue with, obviously, everyone's feelings towards his sort of performances and the issues that surround him. But in regards to this one game, who had the better game, Harry Kane or Harry Maguire? Now, I know Harry Kane had a penalty and scored a goal, but ultimately, who had the better game? Yeah, I take your point, but... I, and that's, that's asking, nothing to write. Yeah, it's, that's nothing that's not trophy or anything. Both yeah. were poor. So, you know, one got a 4 out of 10 and one got a 5 out of 10. I don't think either Harry's are covered in glory at the end of that football match. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's one of those ones that I put a, got a torrent of abuse on Twitter for it. People even messaged, um, direct messaging me, um, telling me exactly what they thought when I said, in terms of not defending the own goal, but saying it happens. I remember Roy Keane, maybe a little bit before your time, Larry, but Roy Keane knocked us out of the Champions League against Real Madrid with a 10 times worse own goal like that, where he shouldn't be in that position and he shouldn't have um, sort of slid in that area. And he's done the exact same thing and put it past, um, obviously, Raymond Vanderhaal was in goals that day. Obviously, uh, Mark Bosnich must have been injured. So um, these things happen to players. I've seen Rio Ferdinand score horror own goals before. So ultimately, the defence wasn't too bad. Like Tottenham are a team where you think if they're on the, if they get into those sort of front areas of the pitch, they can cause trouble. But De Gea wasn't busy. So ultimately, I think we actually defended reasonably well, I thought, as a team. Now, obviously not good enough. I want Lindelof to come in and partner uh, Rafael Varane against um, Atletico Madrid. But while, yes, you do concede two goals at home, you get a little bit disappointing. I don't think the pairing was that bad. No, it wasn't. Uh, and look, again, the penalty, yes, it, it is a penalty, by the way. It's the right call, absolutely. But that doesn't happen. De Tellez doesn't hang his arm out every week. Like, it's just one of those things. Adam's got a spot on here. And this is sort of what I'm touching on. If he if he checks his shoulder, yes, perhaps he plays him offside. But then after that, Adam, if he should be aware of, okay, what's yeah. happening around me? Where's, uh, sorry, who, who scored the goal for Tottenham? Romero? Well, no, it was Maguire. Well, yeah, but sorry, um, but the time... Yeah, no, I, I think Romero, but, but that, that's where I did, and I can see that line of thinking, what, Harry Maguire's going to leave that? Just let it go, no, I think he's offside. Thing. I think I don't blame him for going for the ball. I'm not upset with the ball going in in that situation. You have to have a go at the ball. You yeah. can't criticise him for that. My criticism of him, actually, is if you, like Adam said, if he checks his shoulder, perhaps he plays him offside initially, or if he's more aware earlier, he covers the front post. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one. And all that, whether it be defence or criticism, Harry Maguire, however you took that, everyone in the live chat, 
it's not a defense of Harry Maguire in terms of he should be starting against Atletico Madrid. Now, I think we all know that he most likely will. I would like to see Victor Lindelof come in and partner Rafael Varane. But um, time will tell. We'll obviously have our preview tomorrow. But um, moving forward, Larry, and we'll, we'll just get into what we've t- discussed the performance. United, I think, were the better team. One man. We'll get into three, two, ones later. So we'll gloss it. We'll, we'll touch on the Ronaldo part of it now. Where do you want to start? Do you want to go through each goal individually or his performance on a whole? Or where do you want to start? Because we've been going 12 minutes. I could go another hour talking about Ronaldo. So I'll let you take the floor first. Yeah, I think, look, I'll, I'll summarize his performance. Um, the greatest of all time, Tom, and there's a reason for it. And uh, just to touch on how we started this video, I am going to defend myself because I, I, I didn't say Ronaldo's legs were gone in the sense of he's finished, United need to sell him. And if you watched my solo video where I discussed, uh, you know, is Cristiano Ronaldo to blame? I, I said he's not clinical, and he isn't. <laughs> you look at the span of his career; he's never been clinical. Now here, say, I sit- say, say that sentence and finish it with eight hundred seven goals. I understand that he's yeah. the most productive goal scorer in the history of football. How can you say he's not clinical? Well, the reality is he creates a lot of chances for himself, and that's why he's so brilliant. But today he was clinical, but that doesn't change the fact that statistically the numbers will tell you he's not been the most clinical. If you look at the shots he has that turn into goals compared to Robert Lewandowski, worlds apart. But the difference is Ronaldo has had more chances on goal throughout his career because he's so brilliant. Plus the players he's played with doesn't say. By the way, just because you're not clinical, it doesn't mean you're rubbish. He's clearly a phenomenal goal scorer. But case is the case. But just anyway. I want to touch on the individual goals and we can discuss the performance just here in regards to the greatest and the GOAT and the greatest goal scorer of all time. To be honest, and someone maybe has seen the name pop up on Twitter or Facebook who Ronaldo overtook the record, never heard of him. I don't know who was on 806 goals or 805 goals. But we talk about this GOAT discussion and it's sort of so prevalent in sport and we all run with it and rightly so, but it's always these debates. It's never a definitive answer in whatever sport. You look mm. at basketball, they have it. Is it Michael Jordan and LeBron James and there's a bit of a debate Boxing has always had MMA is a huge one, but there's there's no way to get a clear answer. There's simply no way to do it. But we but we all sort of have that desire to go and find that answer. What we do want a definitive answer. And I'm just saying we'll never get it with football. However, I am you do look for ways to find it. This is something because what is football about? Football's about winning and how do you win? Football's about scoring goals. There is something about, and again, I say this, I never heard of the player who had the 805 goals or 806 goals, so I'm not saying he's the best ever player. However, if someone at Ronaldo's level can have that feather in their cap but being the highest ever goal scorer in professional football, my God, that's a big tick in their box to a big sort of case in their argument. Yeah, 100%. Look, Ronaldo is, for me, will go, and look, this is this is obviously can have its own separate video. For me, this is why Ronaldo goes down as the greatest of all time. The fact he can still do it in the Premier League at this level, scoring a hat-trick as a 37-year-old. The thing with Ronaldo is if you put him up front for Stoke, he's getting goals. If you put him up front with Real Madrid or Manchester United, he's getting you goals. You can put him into any football side in the world and he makes you better. And that's why it's not just about being brilliant, a brilliant dribbler. It's about can you fit into this any system? And he's shown his versatility. And can I say, Ronaldo, he's worked off the ball today, Tom. He ran hard. Ralph Rennick said it himself in his post-match press conference. He's like, we can't deny that Ronaldo hasn't worked as hard as I would have liked over the last few weeks and months. But today he showed both sides of the game and he trained well and that's why he was chosen. 
And I, look, if and uh, if Ronaldo can play like this till the end of the season, I think we're every shot. We're every shot are making top four. I don't. I, I wanted to have a top four free discussion, but I do agree with you. But yes, um, I don't want to get into the top four discussion. But Robert Nimad here is saying his performance was class, even without the goals. And yeah, I think that was one of the things. I think I made the point a couple of days ago in terms of we look at what Edison Cavani brings and does he give more balance to the team? Does he link up the play better? Not really. I think we have that perception that he does, but and obviously I'm not criticising Cavani's performance today. He came on and actually I didn't really see him score. I didn't really see him touch the ball to be honest. That's not criticising, but. I think Ronaldo, he might not look like he links up. He's almost like that one Bissaka and Delo debate. Ronaldo doesn't look the greatest in terms of linking up play, but the effectiveness of what he does is actually, it actually is there. And it's hard to say the greatest footballer of all time is actually pretty good at football, obviously. But mm. I think it is something that we're so focused on the goals or at times lack of goals, it over, over sort of sort of clouds our judgment of our, his actual performances because I think he was there. But we'll go into the individual goals um, before we get into three, two, ones. The first goal. It was a weird one because when it broke to him, first of all, Fred found his Brazilian passport, dinked it around the corner, and he can get into Fred's performance in a little bit. So beautiful pass by Fred. I think Varane pinned it into him, good awareness. When the ball fell to Ronaldo, while he was, what, was it 25, 30 yards out, kind of confident that he's going to score. It was a weird feeling I had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, with Fred, um, uh, can, we, can I just touch on Fred a little bit here, Tom? I think he... He's put in his best performances under Ralph Rennick in the three-man midfield when he's been allowed to play as an eight. I think you're seeing with Fred that I don't know what it is. Obviously, he does have some ability. Like he's not as bad as we all think. Is it simply he doesn't perhaps know what to do in his own third and he's not familiar with it? He's played in sides that always play on the front foot. Is it we've been asking him to play a six when he's obviously not a six? Because if Fred plays like that more weeks than not. I mean, you could argue whether Paul Pogba should be in the side if both if Paul Pogba's having a dip off in form or so forth. Like that flick onto Ronaldo's first goal, brilliant. It's, it's where mistakes are. If you put him in that half of the field compared to in the number six role, mistakes yeah. are highlighted. Like if you pr- imagine he's doing that flick as a number six and it gets yeah. intercepted, it'd be risky. You think, hang on, what the hell is he doing? But if you are further forward, you can have play the same game. Fred's game hasn't really changed whether he plays a six or an eight. He's just doing it in a different part of the pitch. So when he makes a mistake 80 metres from goal, no one hits the panic button or we, we don't concede a goal, so we don't focus on the mistake. But I think he's really playing the sort of same sort of football. And that this is not me saying Fred's the answer and we don't – obviously we need to sort of go out and improve in, across multiple um, numbers throughout midfield. But um, I saw his heat map as well and he was absolutely everywhere. And it's one of those cases as well. I think Scott McTominay is the same. I don't like Scott McTominay in the number six role. But when he's further forward in that number eight, when he has that ability to sort of drive forward, that's when he's at his best. Now, I don't think you can do Fred and McTominay in a box-to-box role. I think you obviously do need that protection with Nemanja Matic, or, or, which Nemanja Matic did provide today, which will be an interesting shout when we get into the 3 2 ones. But that was obviously the first goal, iconic goal. As I said, obviously, when Ronaldo came back, was it about winning trophies? Was it the right signing? Um, should he have come back? Everything. Football is about enjoying moments and sort of just remembering good times. And that is a strike that you'll see sort of replayed over and over. And when Ronaldo has his sort of highlight package of his both times at United in 20 years' time when we're looking back, that'll be one of the goals that you do remember. Yes. Brilliant finish. Brilliant finish. I, I really like the second goal, to be honest with you. I really like the second goal. I, I think I like it because it was just quick by Jaden Sancho something United have really struggled to do all season. It's 
the progression in which we use the ball in the final third. Sancho got the ball and he gave it straight away. No dwelling, didn't think dribble. He thought, Ronaldo's there, I'm going to give it to him, and Ronaldo finished. And if we do more of that, trust me, Ronaldo can score plenty more goals before the end of the season. Just one thing here, which I don't want to touch on now. I want to sort of save it for the preview because it's a long discussion. But Adam, he's saying, did it make a difference without Bruno? Which I think is a question we can raise in the preview. And if if he comes back in, um, situation with Bruno and Pogba and the link-up play with Ronaldo. So remember to bring that point up in tomorrow's show. But Mark here saying, finally, I catch a live show. Keep up the stream, guys. Up United and Cronulla. Good to have you here, Mark. Um, Hopefully you can join us live a little bit more often. But do appreciate the support. But on that, the second goal. I didn't celebrate it, Larry. I thought it was offside. I thought Jaden Sancho was off by a mile. I was expecting to go back to VAR and would see a red line and offside, but Jaden Sancho's timed his run perfectly. Great ball by Nemanja Matic. And when that ball's coming across, you think if Ronaldo doesn't put that one in the top corner 10 minutes earlier, while it's a simple tap-in, when that ball's coming across, if the pressure was on and he was without a goal, you could almost see him sort of hitting the goalkeeper, which he almost very well did. But um, Ronaldo does have to sort of compose himself and sort of make sure he does get a good connection, which he did do. And um, big goal. Yeah, massive, massive. Uh, I don't want to break the structure of the show, Tom, but Nemanja Matic, oh my gosh, he makes such a difference to this football side. There, there has to be a way. I don't know what you... Ronaldo needs to be dragging Nemanja Matic to whatever hydrotherapy he's doing, ice baths, get him in... Hey, Nemanja, you come sleep at my house till the end of the season. You're going to eat what I eat. You're going to train how I train because we need you fit every single minute of every single game because when he's on that pitch, we are a completely different football side. Not what what not what not you would do. Do you think there is a chance Ralph Frank just risks him and plays him from the start against Atletico? He has the to. the season on the line? He has to. He has to. If we want to win that game, you need someone in there who can just control things. And Nemanja Matic is the only player we have who can do that. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe every time we see him play, you just get a reminder of how bloody good he is. And it reminds you why United absolutely need a world-class number six this summer. But you have to get the Serbian into the side. Find a way to keep him fit. He has to play more. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we'll get into sort of some more individual performances and rank them in the 3 2 ones. But just on the last goal, I want to go through all these three goals, Larry, because we sort of, the day Ronaldo arrived, we all said, can't wait for his first hat trick back. And it has taken a while, and he has sort of got his hat trick and the best goal so far of his return. And that, look, at the end of the day, we did score from a corner. Unbelievable scenes. Um, two in about a month's time. So very good. Uh, set piece coach is earning his wage. I was so, not so impressed with the goal. Like, obviously, it's a straightforward cross and a good header. However, the goal I put on Twitter, it sums Ronaldo's goal scoring up perfectly. It sums up, one, his achievements, why he scores so many, but also his desire. We talk about Ronaldo maybe being a selfish player and caring about himself. And, yeah, there is a huge element of that to Ronaldo's game. But I always go back to the point, well, if Ronaldo scores a goal for himself, it also counts for his team. So that's also a very good team player if the individual wants to score goals. And his desire and the know-how to, I think Romero um, was marking him. So he used a lot of power to get rid of him, a lot of know-how to sort of shift him one way and go the other. And then ultimately, I think he jumps over Eric Dyer or Doherty. I forget who it might be. But um, just the desire just to – it was like a Nemanja Vidic. Like a, it was like a centre-back like flinging himself to the ball to win it at all costs. But this was Ronaldo, the striker, just putting his body on the line, throwing his body at it to make sure he could get a head on it and put it in the top corner. And that just sums up the – whether you want to say mentality or desire, uh, work rate or, or just simply ability of the man. It was just – 
it doesn't look like a classic goal, but if you actually break it down in terms of the moment, the situation, what we needed, it's a classic goal for me. If Happy Ronaldo scored a hat-trick, like the video, I'll start there. But, yeah, look, Tom, brilliant goal, brilliant goal. And I, I would have liked to see Ronaldo score more headers. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more, to be honest. But it just shows, again, like the second goal, if you give the service to this guy, he will score. He will inevitably score because he's good at it. And he's he's one of the best in the world in terms of aerial ability. Um, his desire to get to that ball, you, you, can't, you can't make – uh, it can't make that – you can't play it down. It was truthfully uh, – you saw it in his face. There was a tenacity there. If you actually watch it in slow motion, his eyes, he's just watching that ball. And he that was a I'm getting there at all costs. He wants it more. Um, th- there's something in um, – I don't want to get too deep here, but I think that the reason Ronaldo and the players from his generation, generally those younger players – tend to break through and we see those younger, more talented players perhaps struggling more so now. The thing with these players, like Ronaldo grew up poor. He really did. So he, when you look at the way he plays, I know there's this misconception that, you know, he's a pretty boy and he doesn't want to, you know, ruin his skin or anything like that. But I think because he knew if he didn't make it as a footballer, it was going to be a different life. He'd probably be working at McDonald's. You know what I mean? And that's his words, not mine. Uh, so I just think he, he's put everything into becoming this absolute goal-scoring machine. And look at him. Like, do you remember the player? I just I'm going a little bit off track here, but if you can think of the player who United versed in the trial at Sporting Lisbon all those years ago, that player was not gonna be scoring headers at set pieces. Let me tell you that much. The work rate of the guy, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, no, definitely. And you just have to, one, I think, just enjoy, like, we're witnessing history. Like, we've seen all 807 goals. Now, maybe we didn't watch all the Real Madrid games live, or the Juventus games, or Portugal. We didn't watch all those games live. But we could go back and say we're around when they happened, and we've obviously seen all the Manchester United goals firsthand. So, um, you can just sort of sit back and enjoy and just, yeah, we're a part of history. So, long may it continue. But um, just before we move on, and speaking of Ronaldo, and he's played part of this, because... As I said, looking back, um, this will be a time that we do remember. Where, however it finishes, whether we win a trophy or Ronaldo leaves and we're all disappointed with his return spell at United, it is a historic moment and something I think we'll live with all Manchester United fans. So um, first of all, thank you for all the support on the podcast. And this isn't a goodbye or anything. I don't know why it sounded like that. But it's because of all the support we have um, got from all our listeners that we are able to do something like this. But Kitbag has got in um, touch with us, obviously kitbag.com. And they're allowing us, there's a 25% sale on there at the moment. You can see the ticker banner down the bottom saying that there's a script, and there's also a link in the description below to the kit bag website. And if you use that link, um, there is a 25% um, off sale at the moment for anything, whether it be Man United. I urge you to go and get your Ronaldo um, shirt now because, as I said, <laughs> in 20 years' time, it's going to be worth hundreds and thousands of dollars. Like, it, it's an iconic sort of thing to have. So I do urge everyone to use that link below, and it does help the channel. So if you do want to buy something, whether Man United related or a gift for someone or just training gear, all the gear on there is obviously authentic. Um, if you do use the link below, um, it does obviously help the channel very much. But Larry, we'll sort of move on to um, three, two, ones, and look, do we want to just move on from Marco Ronaldo three points? Do you want to get into the other discussions or <laughs> any more sort of sort of reminiscing of the great man? Uh, well, I, I know you and I are going to debate two point and one point, so let's just let's just not waste any time there. Uh, I think two points goes to Fred because I think yeah. Fred was phenomenal. 
uh, and he gets an assist. And he, like you said, he reminded us all that he is Brazilian. The one point, it has to be Nemanja Matic. I, I know you're going to argue this point, but it has to be Nemanja Matic. We do not play the way we play. And I, I doubt we win that football game if the Serbian's not on the pitch. Yeah, no, look, look, Fred, two points, 100%. I'm, I'm there with you. Um, the one with Amanda Manager, and I don't want to argue against Amanda Manager because, yes, I thought he was brilliant. And as you say, I think he was pivotal to the way us winning the match. So I don't want to, when I bring up the other person, it's not a dig on Amanda Manager. I just think Jaden Sancho, again, was brilliant. He just never lost the ball. Every time the ball went out to him, he made something. And this is not a dig on Marcus Rashford. I thought Rashford was sort of fine today, not good, not bad. He was just sort of standard. But sort of what you think of a sort of recent Rashford performance, when the ball goes out there, it's very likely going to be coming back. But every time the ball went out left to Sancho today, he was pivotal. Like, he just did not lose the ball. One, you do look at the pass by Nemanja Matic. Yes, brilliant pass. Why is that brilliant pass on? It's a brilliant movement by Jaden Sancho. He spots the run and Jaden Sancho sort of dinks into that space, obviously gets the assist, good ball across for Ronaldo. And just he's just finding his feet. Well, he's been finding his feet for a while now, but he's just so – he's just quality. He's just absolute quality. Like everything he does, he does with purpose. He does with quality. He creates – um, I think he's quicker than a lot of people give him credit for. We think of speed like a Mason Greenwood or an Mbappe. I don't want to bring that name up, but a Marcus Rashford or an Mbappe. And Sancho is a little bit more sort of clever on the ball. He doesn't have that blistering pace. But when he gets going, he, no one really sort of catches up to him. So, look, I'll go to a few comments while you sort of um, have your thoughts on Sancho's performance. But um, that's not a dig at the man you match. Yes, you're very well... You're not wrong either way, right? I think whoever gets to one point, it's not the other person was poor. It's just, I take your point on Sancho, and I agree with you. I think if you look at every other winger United have had, if you look at the start of the season, let's include Dan James in this. Uh, Sancho is that something different, isn't he? Not, and you know what? He's not slow, by the way. He's not slow at all, but he's just like not as fast as Mbappe or Rashford. But what he is. More intelligent than both of those players for me. Absolutely, he's just got good awareness about him. He 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 makes selective dribbling, and what I mean by that is he waits for the defender to do something before he goes, which is what an intelligent dribbler does, as opposed to a Marcus Rashford who decides what he's going to do before the defender even does anything. Um, but look, you're not you're not wrong. Well, a few here. A lot of the comments are along the lines, obviously Ronaldo with the three points, but um, yeah, Fred Matic, Sancho. Um, Imad, he is saying with the shout, give them one. Sam said honourable mention for Sancho. Yeah, so well, that means he's leaning my way. You're off you there. Look, <laughs> can we give half well, a point? Half point to Matic, half a point. No, to let's let's sort of keep some integrity in the competition in the points um, to try and catch up on David De Gea. Um, we want it as fair as possible. <sighs> it's it's hard. I don't know where to sit. I, I, maybe Nemanja Matic. You're probably sold me on that. Just in regards to maybe the hope that he gives me towards the end of the season. Now that hope is probably not going to be, the hope's probably going to be on the bench against Atletico Madrid. I sort of, Jaden Sancho's just sort of been, well, he wasn't brilliant. He was just his consistent self. But Nemanja Matic probably provided that difference. I think if another player's in that area of the pitch, yeah, the game does sort of pan out a little bit differently. But um, yeah, I'll maybe go on Ronaldo three, Fred two, and Nemanja Matic for the one point. Oh, I'm convinced you have I. Look, I was always probably leaning there, but I just thought you just, I think we, this whole podcast, we've talked about Fred, we've talked about Harry Maguire, we've talked about Ronaldo, we've talked about Matic. Sancho was brilliant. And, and I just think we lost, not glossed over his performance, but it just wasn't mentioned enough. I think he was 
he's just been really good um, lately and I think it deserves to be celebrated because, or celebrated, I don't know if that's the word, but praised because um, he did have a slow start of the season and people were questioning him. But I think we both said before, or when he did sign, we said he's the one person you have to be patient with. Okay, Rafael Varane, expect brilliance at the start. Ronaldo, expect brilliance at the start. Jaden Sancho was the big money sign-in. But really, in terms of the young footballer coming to a new league, it was a weird one. He, we did need to be patient with him. All right, mate, you've convinced me. Sancho for one point. Well, I don't know who's convinced then because I, you convinced me, Matic, then I've convinced you, Sancho. So um, the next name I see in the comments, um, the first person to put in um, Sancho or Matic, um, you can have the deciding vote. So I've seen Sam is the I last comment see, here. Tap him. So next I comment I see. You, right? Let me put this question. I, I, and I, I totally accept your point on Sancho being intelligent to read that ball. But if Sancho makes that run, and Fred and McTominay were the midfielders on that pitch. Does that ball come off? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, Josh here is saying, come on, give it Matic. So we'll go to Manu Matic for one point. So there we um, go. I don't think he's sort of closing down the heels of David De Gea, but Ronaldo with those three points could be um, back on. Um, we'll maybe give a points update in a couple of weeks uh, for the Champions League. But is there anything else you do want to sort of touch on? Because we'll obviously have our preview. The preview will come around quite soon because Atletico Madrid is Wednesday morning here, um, Sydney time. Yeah. I'll touch on this comment from Emat. Um, I think Rashford was better today. I he's still got a long way to go for me though. I I, I didn't. I did, to be honest, I didn't like what I saw. Still. His performance can only. That's all you can expect from this performance. If we wanted a good performance from Matt, um, Marcus Rashford today, it was this performance. You couldn't expect him to go for a one out of ten to an 8 or 9 out of 10. It has to be small sets. He's not going to be that bad and that good. It ha He has to sort of just get through a game, get through 60 minutes of a fine display. But you, you can't know what expect I didn't more. about his performance today? Uh, as opposed to just putting his head down and trying to run past someone, if it wasn't on, he kept the ball. And yeah, that's no, it, what it, I want you to do. It was more mature, and I think that was probably drilled home by Ralph Rain. He said, look, I'm going to start you again. Do not run into the opposition players. If you have the ball and you see a red shirt, pass it to the red shirt. And I think there was a little bit more maturity in Marcus Rashford's performance, which was good to see. Look, here I've been on the last couple of weeks um, criticising him um, quite heavily. But, yeah, that's with criticism, with hope that he does sort of turn it around because he does have what it takes, but um, he does need a display. It will be interesting. His name, I think, will sort of dominate the discussion in the team selection. Do you think, just off the top, he had a quick one? Um, does he start? I think Anthony Alanga will probably get the nod. But um, there is obviously, like the Harry Maguire situation, there obviously is a strong case that um, the money would be on Marcus Rashford getting the start. I think Rashford will get the start, whether that's right or wrong. Where, where I think this Rashford debate is interesting is I think the best left winger at the club is Jadon Sancho. And I, I know for all intents and purposes, we bought the Englishman to play on the right to offer more balance. But the way the season's played out, I think Sancho has proven he's our best left winger. Rashford's not great on the right. So we're going to have a bit of a conundrum here, regardless of who the new manager might be, because I think Sancho wants to play on the left. And um, I think Rashford is not as good as Jadon Sancho is. So what, is, what do United do there? Even if Rashford improves, I don't think you're going to see the best of him on the right. So this might be a bigger headache than we think. No, time will tell. But um, obviously the, the foreseeable sort of future um, will have a very different outlook um, in a couple of days' time, whether we're in the Champions League or we're just sort of in a top four race, which while we're sort of very positive after this performance and result, and rightly so, 
Um, there's still no hiding from the fact that we are still a long way behind fourth. Right? Well, actually, we might have moved into fourth. Well, you know we what are I mean? Four. But I think Arsenal Arsenal. four games in hand, and they're two points behind us. If there's one team that could sort of blow that, like they won't, obviously Arsenal, they'll finish fourth now. I don't see a situation, even with Banter aside. I don't. Oh, yeah, I know it's not guaranteed. I know there's. In a few weeks. Yeah, I just don't think. But you can't see a club like Art, well, a club like anyone, maybe a team at the bottom. Not often clubs lose like four or five games in a row. I'm not saying they're going to have to lose that, but that's the sort of situation you're going to have to see. They're going to have to lose three games in a row almost for us to sort of catch up. And very rarely, like you can see teams go through bad form, but there's always a win somewhere in there or there's a draw somewhere in there. Very rarely does a big club actually lose that many games in a row. And look, if there's one club to do it, maybe it is Arsenal, but I, I can't see it, unfortunately. Tell you what, Tom, we still have to verse... Uh, we still got Chelsea to come. We've still got Liverpool to come. If they can We've afford fuel for the bus. We've still got a few tricky games. Chelsea's at Old Trafford, so how are they going to get there if they can't um, get enough fuel in the bus? <laughs> they'll they'll ride their bikes. It'll be interesting. Well, when, when do we play Chelsea? Because that's that's ever sort of evolving situation. Who knows what's, what's going to happen there? Can, so the so I understand the club's bank accounts have now been frozen. So yeah. but they but they've got a twenty k budget for travel. So which yeah. way is it? How does this work? Like I just see hypocrisy left, right, and center. Yeah, do look, I'm not sure. Pay for their own travel. Is that how this is going to go down? I would love that. I would love, and that, that's not to. Wish any ill, Ill feeling towards the players, but that would it would be funny to see highly played players like that get a taste of sort of Sunday league football and sort of run into the challenges that you and I sort of faced as we were growing up. It would be quite amusing. But um, yeah, Larry's screen keeps freezing like Roman's assets. Audio's coming through nice and clear, but um, yeah, a little bit freezing today. But um, always a good chat, especially when Manchester United win football matches. Larry and Ronaldo, the greatest of all time, scores a hat trick and silences a few critics. Absolutely. Should we do a Messi-Ronaldo debate or should we just finish it here and as we both know who is the best? Well, I'm sure someone has this stat in the, in, in the comments, but um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ronaldo scored more games, scored more goals against Tottenham um, today than Messi has in the league this season. I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> I, I think he's got two goals. I think, I think Messi's got I two league got goals. four goals in all competitions. Four or five. I, th- I think he's, I think he scored a few in the Champions League, but I think his league. I think league. Um, he scored two goals, and I know Fred has three, so Fred's ahead of him in league goals. And obviously, Ronaldo scored three in one game. So, um, look, it, it it goes back to the discussion which I said at the start. Yes, World Cups. Yes, performances. What you how a player looks aesthetically, what they win, what they achieve, um, how they do it. Ultimately, at that level, a huge tick in the box. It goes. You could almost devalue it like a trophy. Do you value it like a World Cup or a European Championship? If you are an attacking player and you are the greatest goal scorer in the history of football, surely that sort of weighs up like a trophy, like a World Cup or something, like in regards to the debate on who is the greatest. Look, Messi, you can't take away from how brilliant he has been throughout his career. Uh, Ability-wise, it's not a debate. Messi has more ability than Ronaldo. Yeah, that's not a debate, no doubt. Ronaldo's better. He just needs everything. Like the thing is, Messi, and I've said this, and I'll continue to say, and those who disagree, you know, so be it. But he literally had Ballon d'Or midfielders behind him, and the system was set up so Messi could thrive. Whereas, like I said at the start of the video, you put Ronaldo up front for Stoke City, you put him up front for Burnley right now. He's going to be Burnley's leading goal scorer. 
He can play mm. in any team in world football. He can play for my Sunday league team. He can play for Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Stoke City. No matter what team he plays for, he will score goals for that team. Because he's Ronaldo can now? Is he on 18 goals for United now? I think he was on 15. So. 18 for the season. So what, what were we saying? Maybe we have to sort of revisit the tape. So what were we saying with Ronaldo signed in terms of a, a successful season? I think I was saying 20 to 25 goals. Yeah, I think 20 to 25 would be right. Look, I think because of who he is, you want 25. I think there's still time for him to do that. We'll see. Yeah. Oh no! Well, I think he's fifth now in regards to Manchester United Premier League goal scorers. I think he's tied Ruud van Nistelrooy. So um, I think the next he's second the in the Premier League charts, by the way. Mo Salah's ran away with twenty, but yeah. Ronaldo's on twelve in the league. Second, he, George obviously has his notes. Um, Tom, you said he'd score thirty plus. Okay, so he still has a while to go. Um, I have to revisit the George will know what episode it was. Obviously, maybe it's the unveiling, but um, maybe 30 in all competitions. So, what's he on in the Premier League now? It's obviously well behind Mo Salah, but do you have the Premier he's League? 12 in there? the Premier League. So, that'd be a big shout for him to score 20. You don't think he's going to score? Oh, that's a big shout. You need maybe another one or two performances like that. Probably won't get 20 in the league, but um, maybe he, knows he, he is made for the Champions League. He has scored. Um, hat-trick in second legs against Atletico Madrid in the past. So fingers crossed we can see another one of those in a couple of days. But um, until then, Larry, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure chatting everyone in the live chat today as well. Nothing but positivity, which is a pleasant change. But um, obviously all the opinions are always very respectful, which we do appreciate. And as I said a little bit before, you can see the banner going along the bottom there. And there is the link in the description below. Um, there is a 25% off sale on kitbag.com. So if you do want to go get your Ronaldo shirt, already Man United gear, please do. And um, it doesn't even have to be Man United gear. They've obviously got all the training gear and all the gear there is authentic. So if you use that link in the description below, it does really help us, Larry and I. And um, we do appreciate all the support. So, Larry, preview tomorrow? Preview tomorrow. Looking forward to it. No, definitely, mate. Fingers crossed. Biggest game of the season. And look, Old Trafford under the lights. That is what we'll sort of support United for. Big game Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. kickoff. Alarms will be set. So until then, hope everyone has a good night and we'll chat to you tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers.